Hello Sagittarius friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my Sagittarius September 2021 Astrology Must Knows. Definitely go to AnnieHelpsYou.com to see a list of all of the many free goodies I have for you each month. You want to take advantage of all of the things I work hard to make for you to help you make the most of the astrological transits and live your best life. Also, if you would love to be an astrologer as your profession, I have been a home slash unschooling mom for well over a decade and astrology has been my key to being able to have that experience. I know how to do this. I can teach you if you would like to earn money from your passion for astrology as well. And you can check this out at loomlife.com, L-U-M-E life.com, my Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course, which is also great for anyone who just wants to learn astrology for their personal purposes. And I also have some free courses at that site. So two housekeeping notes to make the most of this video. The first is this is for you. Sagittarius is your sun or your rising or your moon. If you have to run a free birth chart online to find out if you have more placements in Sag than just your sun, then I highly recommend that you do that. But this video is for you regardless of what your Sagittarius placement is. The second thing is if you're a late degree Sag placement like I am, so let's say around 24, 25 degrees through the rest of the sign or around December 16th or 17th through the rest of the sign, you will also benefit from additionally watching the Capricorn report. You very late degree people won't get your fullest coverage about what's going on for you by just watching the Sag report, although you will get pieces, okay? So continue to do that, but I recommend you watch both Sagittarius and Capricorn, not just for me, but also for anyone else who you follow your right read is a little bit more complex, which I have found out because I'm a late degree person and I've discovered this through the this process myself. Okay, so what do we have going on as must-knows in September? The first very important change that's going on in the stars is that those beautiful open stars that we've had with forward momentum, more ease and clarity um, in planning, and you know, time for launches and all of that that started around July 7th. We'll go a little longer into September, but only through about the first week. After around September 7th, we've got that shift, that turning of the tides when everything starts going inward and backward. You can imagine it like tides. You know, if you watch the tide go out, it's like setting your boat afloat, setting out your dreams, trying to go to different far off lands. And then when you have the tide coming in, everything is getting closer to you. It's more of a struggle to paddle out when the tide is going in, right? That's why I like to give you all of the information about these retrograde flows because if you're trying to get off a deserted island and you've made your boat and you're paddling when the tide is coming in, especially if it's really strong, it's going to take you a lot of paddling and you might not get the send-off out into the sea that you're looking for. That send-off out into the sea that you're looking for happens between around July 7th and around September 7th, okay? But once we are getting into the rest of September and all of October, you're very much the, having the tide come in, it's time to redo your boat, rethink your plan, rethink your strategy, do things on the islands, if you will. Okay, so that's the first major must know. Now, along with that, Mercury retrograde brings wonderful opportunities. There are also challenges that come with Mercury retrograde, of course, which we can talk more about later. But first I wanna talk about the Mercury retrograde opportunities because I think that this is something that's not covered very regularly in general astrology discussions. This is a major must know. One of my favorite things about Mercury retrograde is that it opens up the possibilities for increased free flow with no agenda. Okay, Sages love this. And if you can just line your energies of not trying to make things happen and make your plans and doing all this stuff and just kind of slow it down, leave some room, don't say yes to everything, don't overschedule yourself, 
the biggest takeaway here, biggest must know is that you can leave much more room for last minute magic when you leave yourself unscheduled. A lot of last minute magic wants to come in in a retrograde time and you can make room for it by leaving some space. Okay, big must know. I love travel during Mercury retrograde. I know that sounds contrary to some things that you might hear, but retrograde time is a fantastic time for travel, but there are usually changes. Okay, if you have very hyper scheduled and hyper regimented travel, it might be super stressful. But if it doesn't matter exactly if you leave or if you miss your plane or if you extend your trip or, you know, if you've got some flexibility, it can be quite magical. And, um, and some of these opportunities to travel might come last minute. This is the last month that Jupiter is retrograde. Okay, I'm not talking about that right now, but I just wanted to mention it while I'm thinking about it. And so you will start to feel in September those whispers of our ruling planet going direct. And we it's very exciting for us when this happens, okay? So all of your publishing projects, your travel projects, your international projects, your language projects that might have been put on hold or, or simmered down a bit, they're probably gonna start raging forward as we get into October. So just kind of be preparing your, your um, troughs there for getting the grain to fall into it because that's probably what's going to happen. So this is another reason why Mercury retrograde is an opportunity. If you just kind of finish up that unfinished business, a lot of stuff is going to start racing forward for Sag once Jupiter is direct in October. And then of course we'll get out of the Mercury retrograde and things will just sort of blaze and be a blur for the rest of the year. Okay, something else that I love about Mercury Retrograde, a big opportunity must know, is it's great for cleaning and clearing and organizing. The placements in Virgo are also going to help with that. Sometimes Sages can get scattered, right? Who, us? And it might be hard to pull through certain projects. You've got piles of things, you know, things to be sewn, things to be addressed, things to, you know, mail to go through, whatever you've got. This is a really great time to finish up that stuff, not just because of the Virgo energies, but also because of the retrograde. It just wants you to mop up unfinished business. That's a very big must know. Okay, so another must know is that you can reap the rewards of past things and you can take advantage of things from the past that come as blessings. If somebody contacts you from the past and you're like, whoa, blast from the past, you could wrap up some unfinished business with that person or just have a nice interaction or just see how through re-engaging with this person, how you really don't want to engage with this person anymore or whatever, it will give you information and it can also help to fuel your inner work, which is another major blessing of Mercury retrograde. What I call inner work is basically the idea, the understanding, the belief that everything that goes on in our experience is flavored by what we have inside our belief systems, our ancestral programming, what society's told us, what we've taken on from our family. You know, how we see things and how things we've experienced affect our present and future experience, okay? And it can even tilt how we experience our past, our viewpoints on our past. So inner work is basically clearing and healing those internal issues that flavor how we experience life right now. And inner work is amazing for Mercury retrograde. So if you do any of your hypnosis or your EFT tapping or your presence process by Michael Brown, all of those goody, yummy uh, self-help, self-development resources, this is an amazing time. Sometimes it's hard to make very big progress in the outer world when Mercury's in retrograde. Like I talked about launching your, your boats out, you know, you're not going to get your creative baby out as far as you want to this month probably, but you are more likely to get your inner 
child super happy by paying attention to him or her or whatever in between more at this time, okay? Another huge must know and opportunity of Mercury retrograde is that teaching and learning really is highlighted. This is an amazing time for studying. It's an amazing time for taking courses. If you want to be a teacher, many stages are natural teachers and sometimes it's their trade and sometimes they're wanting to get into it and they haven't yet as a profession, but it's kind of lingering out there. This is a great time to be pondering and working in the backdrop on those types of things. If you want to take a course, if it honors the retrograde protocol or retrograde um, checklist, okay? So I've got checklists for all the personal planet retrogrades in my book, Planetology, but I'll give you a little snippet of the information here. If it is low stakes, meaning if the course you buy you can afford, if it's you know low priced, if it's flexible in the payments, something like that, low stakes, doesn't matter, just go ahead and buy it. If it's flexible in its approach to learning, like let's say maybe it's a stretch for you financially, but you have forever to finish it, it's go at your own pace, or you know there's something that is flexible about the timing when you can do it, that's also a big check mark for a go during the retrograde. Also, if it's um, short term, so if you've got a shorter term class, those are kind of no brainers, you do it, you get into it, and even if the energy passes after a while, it was already short-term to begin with. So those are three things to look for when you're, if it satisfies even one of those conditions, then it's a, a really good match for this time. Okay, so remember the big point, leave your schedule light to make room for the last minute magic. All right, so now I want to talk about yeah, let's talk about, actually, this is very exciting. Okay, so I've had many requests to bring back the visuals of the charts, and I have been so busy, I have not been able to do that, and now in this time when I'm doing these particular recordings, I have a little bit of extra time, so I am going to bring back the visuals for this. Now, I don't know if that's gonna happen every time, but we're gonna do it now. So let's look here. The chart we're using right now is the early degree chart, and this, Anything I say, though, is going to be for all early, middle, and late degree Sagittarius placements. That means every Sag placement, unless I otherwise differentiate out and say something different, okay? So I'm using this chart to talk about some things that are true for everybody. And if there's a difference, I'll show you the chart and I'll show you why. First thing to know is that we still have movement through Virgo. Virgo makes a square to Sag placements. That's true for all Sag placements. A square is a challenging aspect. So when the planets get into Virgo, it puts pressure on Sag. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. It doesn't have to be anything to fear, but you will feel the pressure. It could either be that you've got a deadline coming up and you've been lackadaisical. It could mean that you have opportunities that are coming in your workspace. And that is definitely a big possibility. Okay, this is the house of work. You might have opportunities coming in your workspace but now you've got to do something with them and get disciplined and get organized and come off your you know, summer freedom extravaganza or winter for you all down under and have to like get down to business and either get your kids back in their school stuff, get the school rhythm, or for yourself, you have a work deadline or something like that. All right, so that's a very big must know. We'll go back to some different houses that are accentuated for the different placements soon, but it's very important to know that that's going on. Next big must know, and again, this is true for all placements, early, middle, and late, is that as the planets start to move into Libra, 
that makes a more favorable aspect. So any work that you went and buckled down and you just like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna get it done, will start to bring really great blessings very soon, okay? And your interpersonal relationships can really soar. You might find at this time of year that every year, as the planets move into Libra, you talk to your friends more, you see them more, you know, there's more of a social scene if you've been reclusive or if you've been traveling and haven't seen some people. You know, this is not only your 11th house is accentuated, which is the house of friendships, but also the planet, the Libra planets, which are partnership relationship energies. Okay, so with this 11th house of, the, of networking being accentuated, someone can hold some key information for you. So if you have a nudge to contact somebody that you knew in the past to help you with something or a nudge just to get back in touch with someone, it's very possible that they have a key to something that you're working on or a piece of information that could give you a breakthrough with something that you're trying to do. All right, so sweet kisses from the Libra placements, a little pressure from the Virgo placements, but it doesn't have to be bad. It's just pretty much gonna force us to hem ourselves in a little bit and kind of clean up some of the wildfire energy that we might have been spreading from our fiery nature. Okay, so now let's talk about some other major must-knows yeah, actually, no, we're still going to talk about this. Okay, so now I want to talk about the fact that the Virgo placements are going to trine. Specifically, we're talking about Mars pretty much in the sun here. Are going to trine Pluto. All right, so that's going to bring money blessings. All right? Because this is in the house of money. And these are Earth planets that are material, um, material placements. Then we're going to have the Libra placements come and smooch Saturn and Jupiter. Okay, so you can see specifically since Saturn is at eight degrees, Venus already did that in August, but Mercury is going to come and smooch Saturn. Mercury is going to come and smooch Jupiter. And that is happening in your sector of writing and your brothers and sisters and all of your, your, your travel, short distance, could be also long distance, anything having to do with um, communication or your communication devices or your methods of communicating. Okay, so blessings there. Now there are some things I wanna show you that could be a little different depending on your placement. So we talked about how for the early degree placements, the smooches from the Virgo kisses to Pluto are really highlighting you know, your work house, your money house. Early degree placements are our Scorpitarius people, our November born or zero to nine degrees. Now, when we go to the middle degree chart, you can see that things shift a little bit here. We kind of got that in the ninth house, but Pluto's still in the second house. So those money blessings still there for those of you in that December 1st through 10th or 10 to 19 degrees. You've got a little bit more now leaning into the publishing, the long distance travel, this is another writing house, things having to do with languages and international business and things like that. So those types of things for the December born and for the 10 to 29 degrees are going to come up. Now, as we go to the late degree placements, look what happens here. These placements are still in the ninth house. That's why I was saying all the December born are having this ninth house focus of the you know, Sagittarius things, the publishing and the long distance travel and writing and speaking and stuff. 
But notice how this Pluto, depending on your exact late degree placement, can shift a little bit into the first house. It's still close enough for all late degree placements that money blessings can come from that. But the later you are in the Sag spectrum, the more there's also this tie-in with healing foundational issues that interfered with your self-esteem that blocked your success, okay? So if you're in that December 11th through the rest of the sign, if you're especially like towards the December 15th through the rest of the sign, this is even more true, some of your financial success is going to be halted a bit as you, I mean, it doesn't mean it can't be happening now, but there's this coinciding with healing something foundational from your childhood, okay? And that, that's what happens. The later in a Placidus chart, the later we get, the more things shift over. And here's another good example of this. This is why I love the visuals, all right? So notice how for early degree, Jupiter's here rolling through the third house. That's been the story for you all. Now, even for the middle degree placements, Jupiter's still there in the third house. Look what happens to Jupiter when we go into the late degree. Where is Jupiter? Is it in the third house? No, okay? So from the whole house perspective, whole house astrology is different than Placidus astrology and they're both valid in my mind. Placidus is my area of expertise. But in the whole house perspective, Jupiter has been in the third house, expanding communication, writing, vehicles, travel, your relationship with your siblings, um, aunts, uncles, nieces, all of that. Been doing that for 2021, all right? Whole house perspective, everybody's getting that accentuated. And that's true. But from the Placidus perspective, us late degree people, we still have Jupiter in our second house. Hopefully that even though Pluto wasn't there with the, these trines, hopefully Jupiter's been really focusing on your finances, all right? So if you're a late degree person, you still have yet to have the bulk of Jupiter in the third house as your experience. That's coming for you. And that's going to be the story of 2022 if your birthday is December 15th or the rest of the sign or, um, you know, the last eight degrees or so, especially 22 degrees to the rest of the sign. So if you want to understand Jupiter more, if your birthday is November, or if you're for the first couple of weeks of December, watch my Jupiter in Aquarius for Sagittarius video, okay? That's going to give you all of the goodies about what the third house Jupiter means. You late degree friends can also watch that, but know that that's not really getting super busy for you yet. You've got that to look forward to more in 2022. For the late degree friends, watch Jupiter in Aquarius for Capricorn, because late degree people, your chart actually looks more like the Capricorn chart, especially the later you are. Certainly my birthday, December 16th and on, our charts look a lot more like an early Capricorn chart and these late degree, uh, or not late degree, these um, outer planets are going to really shift depending on the later degree placements, okay? So those are all must-knows. Some other must-knows, let's see what else I wanted to talk about here. Um, I'll just stick with this chart for now, and again, I'll tell you if anything else is different. There are many, many, many more, unfortunately, many more, annoying aspects in the month of September compared to sweet ones. We don't like it in these times when this happens, but it's going to happen sometimes. The way this is going to be experienced as if you're going on a residential neighborhood, but you're kind of in a hurry, 
And there are speed bumps. Not that I'm suggesting you race through a residential neighborhood. I'm not because you know you want to keep the kids safe and everything like that. But it is going to feel like you're in a hurry and there's a speed bump every 30 feet or whatever. That's what this month is going to be. It's going to be a bump, annoying. Slow down, bump, annoying. And But that's okay. If you can just decide you're going to go slowly and have fun and go wee over the bumps, then you can completely change how you experience this, okay? So just know there are going to be some bumps, more than usual, but they'll pass quickly. Now I said that I gave you quite a few Mercury retrograde opportunities. Now let's talk about a couple of the challenges. I alluded to them earlier, but I wanna go in a little bit more in depth here. It's very, very, very difficult to plan anything for the present or future when Mercury is in retrograde. And you can be sure that anything that you try to plan, even if it's for a time when Mercury isn't in retrograde, if you're doing the planning while Mercury is in retrograde, that those plans are likely to change or get called into question. If you can avoid planning for the future, it will be better. Or if the plans you put in place are just tentative, like they're in pencil and you're thinking about it, but you're not setting anything, that is a challenge. Sag just want to have their free flow. If they're in a mood to do some planning, they want to do some planning. It's not always going to be the best time to do that, and you will wind up doing double work. Okay, so the more you can just chill out and deal with what is in front of you, the better it will be. This is the time to be the spider. Being the spider means you've woven your web, you hang out in your web, and you see, you let the food come to you. You see what comes to you, and then you deal with it. Maybe, you know, an annoying human comes in and messes with your web and you've got to do a little fixing. Maybe some food comes in, maybe an enemy of some kind comes in, whatever, whoever's an enemy to a spider, right? You've got to wait and just watch your web and see what happens and deal with what comes into your web. And a lot of things are going to come into your web, for better and worse, but a lot of food could come in your web. So things that you've been working on weaving for all of this time in the retrograde can just come in and you just sit back and you have your food. Okay, so this is... This is a major must-know and it is a challenge, but only if you don't understand it and only if you don't just get with the rhythm, okay? So get with the rhythm. And let's see. Okay, so those strong Virgo influences can also bring an overwhelming focus on minutia. Sometimes we get a little ADD about things and it's really difficult unless you have strong cap placements, if you're cuspy or if you have other placements in your chart that make you really good at focusing for long periods of time. But in general, Sages are, they do better with um, microtasking, as I like to call it, which is what I do. So I do something short for as long as I can take it. And then I get up and I go do something else, short, another task. And then at the end of the day, all of the tasks have been pulled together. So the Virgo placements are going to make the need for minutia present. So if you can take frequent breaks and get back to it, it's going to be easier for you to get these tasks done and you can sigh a great sigh of relief with all the things you get done in this month. And you can actually completely reconstruct your whole schedule and have a much better system. There's an amazing book called The 4-Hour Workweek. Sometimes we'll talk about this book. It is quite an ambition to have a 4-Hour Workweek, but I will tell you that I have accomplished it. Okay, After reading the book years ago, I said, I'm going to do that, and with everything that you see me do, it's kind of unbelievable to think that I've been able to do it, but I have. There are a few exceptions or special projects that, like if I'm writing a book or something, like certain things can't fit into that, but this is a really important lesson for Sages at this time because we can be a little bit inefficient with our energy because we're running all over the place, we're thinking, we're scattered, we're not quite paying attention sometimes when we're doing certain things, which leads to having to do things over again. 
And reading the four-hour work week might be a great way to understand how you can become super efficient with your energy, that everything that you do carries a lot of weight so that you can do less work and have more freedom and flow, which is what the ultimate goal is for Satchis anyway, right? We wanna help people in a way that we can do it with our freedom and flow in a schedule that we make our own um, and have time for adventure. So maybe that book will be some great inspiration for you and can help you to make the most of the fact that you're not gonna be able to plan and do other things. One other thing that I wanted to point out is that Mercury is going to be going retrograde for the November born and for at least part of the time for the first 10 days or so of December. You're going to have the retrograde happening in your house of work and career. So the odds are increased that you're going to be reconsidering your work, reconsidering your career, maybe going back to an old position or if you're looking for employment, going back to someone you knew or an old job or an old type of work is going to be more beneficial there. But your work sector is highlighted for the retrograde and key people can really help lock things in place. If you're considering leaving your work, you might want to gather information and then wait until November to make your decision because you might vacillate and change your mind a lot and you don't wanna give your notice and then decide you changed your mind. You know, So just kind of know that your work center section is going to be under scrutiny and it's a good time to gather information but not necessarily yet make the decision. The next thing to note is that the later you are in the signs, so basically the late degree placements, that retrograde energy is going to kick more into the ninth house. So that makes it more likely that you're finishing a book, you're going back to a church you used to go to, you're going back to a faraway place that you went to or making plans to do that, an international something. You're going back to language studies that you went, you know, did before. And if your work happens to be ninth house related, like in teaching, publishing, writing, etc., then you might also have this work and reconsidering of work things going on even though it's in the ninth house and not in the 10th house because the ninth house is work for you, all right? So that that might mean that the things I talked about with reconsidering work things might also be true for you. And again, if you're gonna do something drastic, maybe hold off, but if you're going to just go back, like we're in a Mercury retrograde now, right? And I'm going back to a system that I used before by showing the charts, right? So something like that, it's not very high stakes, it's just kind of in a natural flow to go back to something. Um, so you might find also in that September timeframe and October timeframe that some of the things you used to do with your work might come back for you to either evaluate or get back into. If you would like a written version of all of the sweet dates, all of the salty dates, what the aspects are, what you can expect from them, delivered into your inbox one month early, then you definitely wanna to go to AnnieHelpsYou.com and sign up for my free email newsletter. Okay, so I've given you lots of information about the energies at work and play this month to help you make the most of the potentials. If you'd like even more information, go to AnnieHelpsYou.com. That is the interface for all of the free goodies that I make for you each month. Also, if you would like to be an astrologer as your profession, if you're a homeschooling parent, if you want to stay working from home, if you want to make your own hours and earn money from your love for astrology, I can help you do that. Check out my Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course at loomlife.com, L-U-M-E life.com. This course is great for you even if you don't want to do this work as your profession. If you just want to help yourself, your own self-development, help your family and friends, you can learn everything you need to know in that course at loomlife.com. Also, I have lots of free courses at that site so you can check out all of more free goodies there. 
I hope you have a wonderful month and I'll see you next month. Bye.